With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone. This is Mike with the Fin Fans Podcast. Um, today, I'm here with uh, Jim Johnson and Daniel Reinhardt. What's up, Fin Fans? Hello, all in Finland. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, last week's atrocity against the Colts. And uh, we'll look ahead a little bit to the Buffalo Bills. Daniel. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that game Sunday? You're talking about that 4 p.m. game against Andrew Luck and the Colts, obviously. Yeah, did, did the baby let you watch? Uh, I was able to watch. I had the baby all geared up. He was wearing his Dolphins onesie and sitting in my lap until he fell asleep. Um, I'm kind of all over the place when I watch a Finns game, so I had to sit him down as to not wake him up again. But I, I, uh, I was quite into that game for the longest time, you know, until, you know, about six minutes left in the fourth quarter when I was about to pull my hair out. I liked some of the things that I seen. And obviously I, I didn't like some of the things that I've seen or that I did see. Um, Tannehill was Tannehill. We talked last week about expectations, what we expect from this team going forward. And that is exactly what happened for me again on Sunday. Tannehill was Tannehill. He didn't reinvent himself in any way, shape, or form. I liked what I seen from Cameron Wake and some of the defenders in the game. X coming up huge again with a couple of interceptions of Andrew Luck. The one thing I could say is that Andrew Luck, didn't look like himself for a while in that game. Our defense played a really good game against him, and I was I was really sad to see how it ended. Yeah, Howard was awesome. Yeah, he is he is turning himself into a really good football player. Absolutely. Yeah, you said something, Mike, that uh, the Colt atrocity that game. Um, you know, honestly, I thought I thought we played a played a great game. I mean, last week we all picked the Colts to win fairly easily, and you know, we had we we were right there in the game. We were taking the ball away. You know, McMillan caused a fumble, and Howard picked two off. Um, I was ecstatic with how it was going, and we had the lead going into the fourth quarter. And I said, "Well, yeah, maybe we'll pull this one off." And uh, you know, we were doing good things, really. Uh, Tannehill Tannehill played a pretty solid game uh, right up until the end. Uh, those two last drives on offense were just a heartbreaker. You know, you got two three and outs at the end of the game, and you could have killed some clock and potentially sealed the win, and yet we got nothing. So I thought they played outstanding. Uh, They sacked Andrew Luck. The guy hadn't been sacked in four or five games and Cameron Wake got yep. another got another strip sack get and, it boys yeah baby and uh, you know I was I was tickled to death watching that game 
until the wheels fell off the bus at the end. You know, our defense couldn't make a stop at the end, and the offense literally could do nothing at all. Uh, it was kind of sad to watch the last couple of drives. So, um, you know, the, the Colts executed when it mattered most, and we did not execute when it mattered most. So, ah, that's just the way it panned out. Yeah, and it kind of happened the way I thought it would, where the tight ends were going to eat on us. And so, what was it? Ebron had two, and Jack Doyle had one. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was. Yeah, it was exactly the way I thought it was going to end up. Kiko again is a liability in coverage. X Man coming up huge. One of the things that I loved to see was Raekwon flying around. Him causing that fumble was awesome to see. And we should have had two sacks on Andrew Luck if not for a T.J. McDonald penalty on defense. It was it was good to see us get after him and, and fluster him and force him into some throws that he didn't like to make. I do have to call you out on something though, Daniel. Yeah, go uh, here we go. Last last week you said something about You don't about, have to, you don't have to do this. I know, but it's too much fun not to. <laughs> uh, you you spoke about how Kiki's been playing so well and I and and I mentioned that, you know, this is not going to be a good matchup for poor Kiko Alonso and boy it sure showed up on on the tape from Sunday he no he, he was just way off out of the all the plays not and, good at all and we the three of us have talked since and the one thing that I said is when I made that call it was a Sunday fan only call where I wasn't speaking with any of the knowledge I was just speaking with some of the things that I had seen it so please forgive talking. me for my Kiko Alonso call yeah week. it was your heart talking yeah I, I do love him I, well I love you him, know he, you know like it Tannehill. is he makes a lot of tackles and he flies around the field, so it's 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 easy. I love his to, effort. I love I, his yeah, effort. I loved I love to watch him put the put it all out there. But my goodness, he's a he's a liability on so many plays. It's crazy. He's a head case. Never know what you're going to get. So what I saw out of the offense was pretty much the same thing I've seen out of the offense since 2012. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I saw. We had, we had two quarterbacks in the game. We had this guy, Andrew Luck, who was very pedestrian for about, I don't know, 56 minutes. And when it mattered most, he elevated his game. And we had another quarterback who played pretty good for 56 minutes. Jim, do and you want to say it? when it mattered the most, he couldn't get the job done. Jim, do you want to say it? <laughs> the Mike, Mike quote. Mike. Mike's Mike's one of his favorite quotes over the last few years has been that Ryan Tannehill gets very small in the game's biggest moments. And those last two drives on offense, just just terrible, terrible. And Andrew Luck the other way around. You know, he made plays when it mattered most. So, Well, I'll tell you this much, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, I'm sure. But those last two drives, the last eight and a half minutes of the game lit a fire in the in the fan base unbelievable fire. not not the type of fire that we want and you know not the type of fire that any of us want to have to deal with but the last eight and a half minutes lit a fire in the fan base and we're gonna have to wait and see where that fire takes us i know i, I know i for one was pissed off at the end of that game yeah if you're a fan it's hard not to be upset after being up by 10 points and then basically watching the wheels fall off the bus and, and give them the W. Uh, you know, you, if you're not upset, then 
you know, that's that's hard for well, yeah, me to understand. You're, you're a fan, and, and your team just basically gave a game away in, in most people's eyes. And, and yeah, your head coach kind of chickened out there at the end. Uh, at least that's the perception. And, uh, yeah, that's going to piss you off. So Yeah, I and get, I think we're going to talk about people, that yeah. in, in length here towards the end of that po- uh, this podcast, guys. So stay tuned for that. You're getting me fired up, Daniel. <laughs> I, I know it. I know it. But we've got that coming, right? You give right. us a Buffalo Bills segment, and then let's let's stoke the fire. Let's let it burn. All right. So we are. We're we're, we're going uh, to play the Buffalo Bills, uh, the, the team that most people think we should just wipe the floor with. What yeah. do you think? Tell that to Jacksonville. Uh huh. I mean, we've got Jacksonville coming up too, and. You know, maybe we should wipe the floor with them. Who who knows uh, if we can wipe the floor with any anything right now, anybody right now. But I do think that this is a favorable matchup for us. I do think we have an opportunity to score some points. The Buffalo Bills' defense is on point. They're a really good defense. Obviously, they held Jacksonville to 21 points. They've got some playmakers. We're going to get our first opportunity to look at their middle linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds. Who's one of the guys that everybody was talking about pre-draft that we might have been able to to swoop up? I liked him. A little young, a little raw. We're gonna get our first chance to see him. Hey yeah. Daniel, yeah, he's shoot. he's he's one of their lowest ranked uh, yeah. defenders right now as well. Edmonds is struggling a bit. Yep, yep. He flies around and and he's got a little bit of Kiko Alonso in him for effort. But we're gonna get to see that firsthand this this Sunday. We're also going to get to look at Tredavious White. They have a, a young cornerback, much in the same mold as Xavier Howard. And and he's going to be able to probably not only shut down whoever he's across from, but if we had a receiver that he needed to travel with and shadow, he could do that and, and do a really good job of shutting them down. It's going to be a tough matchup for us, but I think our offense might be able to put up a few points if we can con- complete some drives, you know, that – that dreaded clock management, that dreaded time of possession. Yeah, I agree with you that this shoot looks like it's a favorable matchup for me. I, I look at it as a division rivalry, so there's no sweeping the floor with anybody. You know, teams play up and down, and division games are always tough. You know, look at the Jets and the Patriots last week. Uh, you know, the Patriots struggled a little bit against the, the Jets, but... When you look at this stuff, you know, the Bills have this supposedly great vaunted defense. And, they, you know, when you look at the statistics, you know, their defense compared to ours, uh, we give up more yards passing. We give up more yards on the ground. We give up more yards across the board. But when it comes to points scored that your defense allows. Buffalo, you know, they give up 24.7 points. We give up 25.7. So, yeah, their defense is supposed to be like the number two defense, but they're still giving up 25 points a game. So, you know, I think we should be able to score against them. It remains to be seen how uh, all those details will play out, but I still think that we should be able to score points and, you know, if Xavier Howard uh, plays again like he did last week uh, and Cameron Waite can pressure Allen, 
you know, I think this should be a good a good matchup, and we'll continue to take the ball away and outscore the Bills. Yeah, and I'll take it back to the offense a little bit here. We got Kenyon Drake, who got you could obviously see the pain that he was playing through at the end of that game versus the Colts. He was his entire shoulder was just limp, and his arm was hanging. You could just see how much he was hurting. It remains to be seen how much or if he's going to play versus Buffalo, which would put the ball in the hands of Kalen Balaj more often. So we might get a chance to see what we have with Balaj. Mike Gesicki, uh, I was really bummed to see him get an opportunity and to fumble that away, literally. And it's going to be important if Danny Amendola is banged up, which Obviously, he didn't play quite as much. He sat out a lot of that game on Sunday versus the Colts with an injury. It's going to be really important for our receivers to be able to get some separation against the cornerbacks at Buffalo. You talked about how Buffalo gives up 24.7 points a game. I think a lot of that has to do with the last five weeks or so that Josh Allen has not been in the game. They haven't been able to convert any drives either. You know, playing with Peterman and... Uh, who the other bum, Derek Anderson, they haven't been able to do anything on the offensive side of the ball either. And I think that that's going to change well, a little bit like you see against Jackson. Points, right? What's that? They scored 40-something points uh, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, they did yeah. with Matt Barkley. Against You're right. The, against the Jets. <clears throat> You're right. And then – but that's an aberration. You know, that, that game, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen to us. If that happens not. to us – uh, uh, let's not, let's not, yeah, I don't want to go there. That's not going to happen to us. Matt Barkley's not playing. Josh Allen is playing. He's, he's a nimble athletic quarterback who can run the ball. He had 99 yards rushing last week. So we're definitely going to have to have a guy spying him. I just think that we're going to end up being able to play better in the key moments against the division rival this week. Well, we're at home, right? Yep. Hard Rock Stadium, baby. So we should we should play a little bit better, but the thing is, we're like what one in four our last five games. It's not good. No, no it's, it's not. It's not. We're good definitely not on a roll. Whereas Buffalo has won a couple straight. Uh, I still feel that if we can put some pressure on Allen and uh, get him rattled, then then uh, we'll get some turnovers again and go from there. And yeah, we got some turnovers in Indy. Yeah, That's I think it. we will. That's it. I think it, we'll be able to get some pressure us, on him. It helped well, us for a bit. For a bit, it did. Yeah. yeah. Well, it helped us a hell of a lot. It kept it kept us ahead. But, you know, you got to play 60 minutes, and, and we gave the last, what, seven minutes away in that game. So, uh, and it'll, Andrew, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Andrew, yeah. Luck, Andrew Luck is a little higher caliber than Josh Allen, I think. I would agree, well, at, least, at least now. We yeah. are going to be able to get pressure on him. I do believe we'll be able to get pressure on him. The key is, are we going to be able to, to get him to the ground when he breaks contain? I think it's going to be important for our linebackers to play well. Rather, that's Raekwon, you know, spying him on occasion, or rather that's Jerome Baker coming in from the side because he is going to run the ball. Josh Allen, he'll run the ball. He'll try to hurdle you. So it's going to be really important for us to get him to the ground once we do get pressure on him. Who do you like better, him or Darnold? I don't like either of those guys. I think they're both trash. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think Darnold is the better pro prospect. I don't think think either of them have played very well to this point. 
I think Darnold probably has a better future. But coming out, I thought both of these guys were, you know, they'll start for a couple of years and then they'll be backups. Maybe. This kid's got an arm, though. He's got a, he, he can throw it a mile. Yeah, yeah, he does have a so big can Tannehill. arm. But the, <clears throat> the thing is, with all of his running around, he's liable to get himself hurt. So uh, we'll see where that goes. You okay, Mike? Uh, well, you said Tannehill, and I, I don't remember him throwing 60, 70-yard passes. He, he can throw it. He's got a he's got a rifle. He can throw a 50-yard pass. That, he know, doesn't have a Josh difference. Allen rifle, no. but very few players no. do. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Jeff George could throw it really far, too. Yeah, Jeff so who? could Jamarcus Russell. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all those Raiders lovers out there. Uh-huh. I had a brother we, named Jake. We, Shout we, out to we, Jake. We have listening. a couple that listen to the show, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jake listening. Raiders fan, Jamarcus Russell. That's funny. As far as predictions for this game goes against Buffalo, I got... Man, I, I want to predict a Miami win. We're at home. We're coming off a tough loss. It's really time to put the pedal to the metal against a division rival if we want to have any chance of being able to sneak into the playoffs, which let's let's playoffs? face it. Let's face it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, fans. Guys, we're not we're not gonna make the playoffs. You guys picked on me last week for using the P word. Come on. Playoffs? We I, shouldn't it should be it should be forbidden. It sh- we're not there. We don't have that caliber talent. What I'm saying, I want to predict a Miami win. Okay, but so we are we're, we're extremely banged up. I I said a little while ago. Who knows if Kenyon Drake's going to play and how much he's going to play? Is Danny Amendola going to move the sticks for us? Is Mike Kosicki going to get another chance to to make a play? Here's the thing: is I do think we're going to be able to put up enough points. I don't know if we go down the field and score on the opening drive again. I, I thought we'd been playing really well to out the gate. Props the last to your prediction few games. last week. I, 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 I just I give it up to you. We we seen that the last few weeks is that we came out, we looked really good on the opening drive, and then Brock Osler fumbled it or threw it away. And that didn't happen this last week. We got Kenyon Drake out on a swing pass and he took it the rest of the way. And it's really awesome to see that happening for this offense. Now I do think that we have the ability to score enough points to win this game. I think Buffalo is going to struggle a little bit on offense. LaShawn McCoy is not the same LaShawn McCoy that he used to be. He's had a couple of good games in a row, and Miami is atrocious against the run. So I would expect that he probably has a good game, but he's not the man that used to be running for Buffalo. And they just do not have the weapons on the outside to be able to to go up against, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, Xavier Howard, and Bobby McCain. I don't see a tight end that's going to tear us up. And I think that we end up on top at home at Hard Rock Stadium, 24 to 17. How do you see it, Jim? Well, I'm a little more op- optimistic about this one than Daniel is. I know we're banged up, but we're coming, we're going to be home. I think we have a favorable matchup against Buffalo. I I think uh, we'll be able to score some points, and I do think we'll take the ball away on defense a little bit. You know, Daniel, you mentioned uh, Drake being injured and may not get time, and and Balaj may play some more, and I don't really have a problem with that. Um, And Mike Gazeki, that was unfortunate to see him fumble 
Um, but you mentioned some of these guys being injured and hurt and not maybe not making a lot of plays. Some of those guys haven't been making plays all year, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, Kenyon Drake had a good game last uh, Sunday, uh, so that was great to see. But he's been fairly quiet, so you know, Balage may be a change of pace that might work out if if Drake can't go, but. I still think that we're gonna we're gonna win this one at home, and and I'm gonna say it's 27 to 24 in favor of the Dolphins. Okay, and I'm gonna interject, Mike, before I let you roll with this. As far as Kenyon Drake is concerned, as an offensive coach, you have to manufacture touches for your your best players, and we're not doing that enough. So, Mike, as far as this game is concerned, last week. I seen some offensive penalties, pre-snap penalties, defensive penalties. Do we need to be more disciplined to be able to win this game at home? Overall, we have been disciplined, whether people realize it or not. Pretty good uh, so far. We're, we're way down in uh, penalties compared to where we were last year. Uh, so that's not a major gripe of mine. You're always going to have a couple. Uh, so... I don't see that as being a major issue. Um, it just seemed like there was more last week than there had been recently. There might have been. There might have been. When you're on the road, you tend to have a little more because things are not as clear at the line of scrimmage. Buffalo Buffalo commits more penalties than the Dolphins do as well. So Yeah. Um, but and I, will, no, I, I would hope that's not going to be a problem, Jim. I would like to add to your comment about Drake there, Daniel. If you've got a home run hitter, and you're not giving him at bats. He's not going to hit any home runs. So yep. you, you've got to give him his touches and and you know hope he hits one out of the park. Yep, and that's why I like to see Gasecki catch that pass. And it was just you know it was too bad he fumbled it away. But we've got to manufacture touches for our best players. No doubt. As far as Drake is concerned, I do think they've been throwing him the ball more the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he does seem to be a little bit more involved. They, they, may, not be, they may not be handing it to him as much as you'd like, but they have been throwing him the ball. As far as the way I see the game going, I think it's going to be a tough physical game. And uh, I, I think that uh, for us to win, we're going to have to ball control just a little bit. And I know I say that a lot, but I do believe that because the less you keep our defense off the field, the better. So I'd like to see us establish a little bit of a running game. Against their defense, that might be tough. Uh, if we can't do that, then uh, we're going to have to rely on Tannehill to get things going through the air. And uh, if it comes to that, I want to see a Devontae Parker sighting. <laughs> uh, don't we all? Don't well, we all? Well, you know, he, he's actually grading out pretty well, uh, probably surprisingly well, consider how few receptions he actually has. Uh, so, you know, they need to start throwing him the ball. Uh, that would be my uh, argument. Uh, I want to see them get him the ball a little bit more than they have been and, and maybe take some of those passes away from Amendola, who is beat up. What do they say? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So he might be a guy I look to this week, uh, which would certainly be different because we haven't looked at Devontae much. Well, we got a nice picture of Leonte Carew in that game Sunday, and that was, was that a, an aberration, or was that something we can expect? I don't know, but I just loved that catch. He just he just 
perfectly timed that ball and took it right off the fingertips of that defender. That we was, saw some want to on that play, didn't exactly. we? Exactly, and that's what that's what Parker should be doing. Those jump balls and absolutely. And, and man, we, you talked about getting you know your receivers need to get open more. Well, if you can make plays like that. You know, you don't have to have all that separation. So those are the those are the kind of things that makes makes life easier for a quarterback. Yeah, opportunity. When opportunity knocks, you got to take advantage. It was good to see. Yeah, him a take lot of people are down on, on Carew and have been down on Carew, but I've always said he has not got a lot of opportunity. Now maybe he's not earning them in practice and whatever the case is. But when he's been on the field, I think he actually has produced to a certain degree. Yeah, you could tell he wanted that ball, that's for sure. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, I guess the knock on him is he doesn't get that separation, you know. So, uh, But didn't seem to matter on that pass, did it? Nope. So what do you got for a prediction, Mikey? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I really, haven't thought, I really haven't thought about it because I, I tell you, my initial inclination is to pick Buffalo because of their defense uh, because mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going to get points from. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we get a defensive score. Uh, maybe Howard runs one back. That would be that would be nice. Maybe Minka. Maybe Minka. Uh, that would be his first, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah, yeah. he's due. And I think it's going to happen this year. Why not happen against Josh Allen? Oh, nice prediction. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, I'm, I'm going to go twenty to seventeen, Miami. All right. Oh all no, low scoring. We're all picking the Dolphins? Uh-oh. Well, we're home, and we do play better at home. We all picked the Colts last week. Look who won, bud. I suppose. Yeah. 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 I had to go low scoring, though, because I think it's going to be tough to score. Yeah. So, 20 to 17. Now, our defense has to keep them to 17. We'll see if they can do that. Bunch of three and outs this week by both squads. So, yep. get your popcorn ready. A lot of punts. <laughs> oh, ha, speaking of punts, I meant to say this. Uh, I, that was a great segue. I could have probably transitioned a little smoother. Buffalo Bills today signed Matt Dar, former Miami punter, and he will be punting for his, in his first game for the Buffalo Bills at Miami this weekend. I used to like him, too. Too bad. Yeah, I used to like him, too. Not anymore. Can't like Matt him. Dar. Can't, can't like him now. No. Nope. Asshole. It could All be right. it could be worse. He could have gone signed with the Jets or something. Well, that would be worse, the but Patriots. not a lot worse. <laughs> oh, the, the Patriots. Forget about it. He'd be Forget about it. In the river. <laughs> All right. So, Daniel, are you yes, ready? <laughs> Can we do it? Let's let's go. Fire. Tell up, me huh? about Coach Case. Tell you about Coach Gase. Tell me about Coach Gase. And you want That's me a drum roll. to you want me to tell you how I feel or how everybody else feels. Oh or no, how I know I how felt. I know how any, anybody that has read anything on the Dolphins this week knows how everybody else feels. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. So let's just say that I was pretty pissed off at Coach Gase on Sunday. I was unhappy probably just like the rest of us are with the play calls, especially on the drive when we were up seven with eight and a half minutes to go. And, and, you know, in my eyes, what I see from the team is that, you know, we're incapable of making big plays down the field on a consistent basis 
and I see Tannehill drop back from under center with eight and a half to go on first down and then on second down with incomplete passes. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? We're up seven. We got to run some clock. And, and then on the next play, we run it, you know, and we punt him back after using like 12 seconds off the clock. Andrew Luck goes down the field and scores. The rest is history. But as a, as a, not only a true Dolphins fan who was pissed off about how that game wrapped up and how that drive went and the, the drive after that and the fact that we gave that game away in not only my eyes but a lot of other eyes. As a true Dolphins fan, I was pissed and I'm sick of mediocrity. But there's the other side of the coin to that too because I know what a terrible situation Coach Gase is in with a depleted offensive line Pieces of his offense hurt, like Kenyon Drake and Danny Amendola and the limited weapons that he has. And I also know that we have Tannehill coming back off of a five-game injury. And Gase has to know at this point what he's got in Tannehill. Or he's got to find out if he doesn't know. And in retrospect, when I sat back and I thought about it and, and I looked at that drive, what Coach Gase was trying to do is he was trying to put the game in Tannehill's hands with eight and a half minutes to go to go and win that game. And Tannehill was incapable of doing that. We all know, we've all seen this happen time and time again with Tannehill. As Mike says, he gets small in the game's biggest moments. It happened again, and we failed to convert a first down. We failed to convert a play at all on that drive. We failed to run any time off the clock. We gave the game to Andrew Luck, and he gets big in the game's big moments. And what did he do? He went and won that game for Indianapolis. So was I pissed off at Gase? Yes, I was. But as as a smart, logical fan as well, I know that it's not just as simple as saying, hey, I want to do this because, Mike, as you pointed out in a conversation we had earlier, we don't know what defense they were in. We don't know what Tannehill's looking at, what Gase is looking at. And he is trying to put his players in a position to win that game. Now, it took me a while to come to that realization. And there are many people calling for Gase's head. But I'm here to tell you again, like I have on multiple occasions this year, Gase doesn't need to be going anywhere. We need to keep him. We need to continue to give him the pieces. And Mike, you can attest to the the cap space that he hasn't had to work with. I'm just, I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm frustrated with some of the things that I have seen from the team, but I still believe in Coach Gase. How about you, Jim? Ah. I feel very similar to to Daniel where, you know, you're watching a game, you've basically either been in it or in the lead for the whole game, and it's coming down to the crunch time. This is where we've struggled for, what, seven and a half years now or or longer. I'm just talking about the Tannehill era. Um, You know, he, he, he had two pass opportunities, and they both were incomplete. And then we tried to run the ball on third down, and that was a, a loss of four or five yards or something. Um, all in all, just a discouraging drive. 
Yeah, and, and that was the play that Drake really hurt his so- shoulder. He yeah, already banged up, but that yeah, was the play he really I, got hurt. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was it was a bad play from the get-go. I don't know what really broke down. And and I got to be honest here, I haven't done my homework and, and analyzed film on this, those last two drives. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I was frustrated and angry, and I had to just walk away because it was irritating me. Uh, but, you know... When you, if I go to the film, there'll be there'll be reasons that things broke down. There'll be reasons for the incompletions, um, and we can we can holler about Coach Adam Gase, and he needs to hand over the play calling to an offensive coordinator, and he needs to be fired, and all of this mumbo jumbo. But nobody, no coach, puts in a designed loser play. You know, this play is designed to fail. That's, who would call that play? So, you know, the safe play and what everybody expected is to hand the ball off to Gore because he's been getting five yards of carry. So that's what my expectations were as well. So maybe Gase figured the same thing, and he says, let's, let's scare him a little bit and throw the ball and see if Ryan can make something happen. Well, it didn't. Nobody on this team wanted the plays to fail. So to to say that play call was horrible, you know, that's just opinion. And it, none of us talking here tonight or watching from home has any of the experience or the or the knowledge that the Dolphins coaching staff has. Was it bum calls? Maybe. But there's no way to, to say that that Gase needs to go just because we don't like to how this, you know, how this end of the game went. But frustration is my biggest thing. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have somebody or something rise up in the biggest times of the game and uh, make a play somewhere. And it just didn't happen in the end of that game. Well, I didn't watch the whole game film, but I did watch the last eight minutes. And I actually don't blame Tannehill as, as much as I usually do uh, because of a couple of things. Number one, the, the, the second down play on the uh, second to last series, it was off a of play action. And by the time he could set his feet and he took a step up to get comfortable in his stance to throw because he, he's throwing 15, 20 yards downfield in between three defenders. So he's got to have a good base to throw from. And uh, by the time it took him to get that base, there was a Colts player blitzing, and he was, you know, three feet from his face jumping up in the air. So it did affect his throw. And, and, you know, to me, that's just a good defensive play. There was nothing he could have done about that. He certainly didn't see him coming because he's coming off a play-action fake. So... He was kind of between a rock and a hard place there. He, he made the best pass he could, which happened to be a horrible pass, but at least it wasn't intercepted. Um, now, had he been able to come right off the play action and throw without needing a couple of steps, then he could have hit stills and would have had time to do so. But that's not the way it worked out. Uh, but I kind of give him a pass there. I know uh, there was uh, uh, another guy that does a podcast uh, that, that kind of thought that was on Tannehill, and I can see where he's coming from as well. When I saw the play the first time on TV, I absolutely thought it was on Tannehill. But after watching it over again a couple of times, I've kind of softened on that. Um, 
And, you know, on, on the last series, on, on one of those running plays, they I, I mean, it was a passing play, but it was designed to where you've got the center that needs to pull, and, and he didn't quite have the proper timing on the play, and that half second that he was late getting where he needed to be blew the play up. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're suffering from some inexperience on the line, and that's affecting the timing of some of these plays. And, you know, I mean, these things are going to happen. Uh, that's where we are as an offense. We're, we're not, we don't have a solid offensive line right now. We've got guys who aren't used to playing in certain positions playing them, and uh, there is a learning curve there, and there's, there's uh, timing that needs to be acquired, and they, don't, they haven't gotten a lot of reps in practice. You know what I mean? Your third-string center is not going to be getting a lot of reps at center. So, mm -hmm. scrolling paints, and, and this is this is the offense. This is the entire offense. You know, we've had a lot of injuries. Uh, we've got uh, the same thing on defense. You've got Bobby McCain playing outside corner, and he struggled there. If he was able to play slot, he'd probably be playing a lot better. Uh, so, you know, we are where we are, and uh, the team as a whole right now is pretty beat up. So, you know, you've got the coach, and he's making decisions based on his personnel on the field, based on um, the quarterback's reputation. He saw the Cincinnati game just like everybody else did. And uh, you, you've got to make the best decision that you feel will help your football team. Now, in that situation, he just simply felt, i got to put it in my defense's hands because the offense is probably not going to get the job done. And I, I think anybody that's watched this offense should be able to understand that thought process. So, yeah, yeah, X has an opportunity every time the ball's passed. Th that's right. So he, he thought he'd take his chances with the defense. Now it didn't work out. That's life, you know. Uh, but does he need to be fired over that? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We are rebuilding. This is not a complete football team, and people are expecting them to play like a playoff-caliber team, and that's just not going to happen right now. Consistent mediocrity really fires people up. I and, know. And I can completely understand that. We I all, we all hate losing. We all hate watching what we feel is the same thing year after year. Yeah. But I honestly do believe this is a team with a plan, and it's going to get better. There, but you can't of, you can't rush it. It's got to happen naturally. A lot of people are saying Gase needs to use more imagination in the offense. What happened to the trick plays? Why aren't they trying anything new? And the reason for that is because they're they're playing with a third string center. For God's sakes, you can't do double reverses and and wide receiver passes and all these things when you got guys who are missing blocks. And the guards are, the guards are terrible. Yeah, you just can't do the things that Gase wants to do. They're with the personnel that's on the field. They're only a little bit terrible. Well, I <laughs> say terrible kindly. I say terrible kindly. You know, uh, they're not. We're not confusing them for for the type of guards that we really honestly need. Okay, uh, Davis to me is a stopgap, and 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 the other guy is just a fill in to, until Sitton gets healthy. So. It is what it is. And, you know, we were not in a position to have the kind of depth you'd like to have. We had no cap money. And uh, we've had a limited number of draft picks. So this is a process and it's going to take time. And if you don't think that affects play calling, you're incorrect. It does. Yeah, the biggest thing that I can say is enjoy the good moments and don't get too fired up over the bad ones because we're going to continue to have them. Yep.
We are who we thought we are. Exactly. <laughs> so why do, that <laughs> why do people have such trouble accepting that? <laughs> we, used the, we used the hell out of that cliche early yeah, this season, yeah. and why not use it one more time? We are exactly who we thought we were, That's right. especially as banged up as we are. The worst thing this team could have done was start out 3-0 because everybody was putting them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's You know what? And honestly, it's better than being as talented as Pittsburgh and losing to a team like Denver. Exactly. So I will say that. And we don't have Roethlisberger under center throwing terrible picks in the end zone. So Yeah. I got to yeah. say, I did enjoy watching uh, and that was a jump. that was a jump pass. I'm not going to tell you what it reminded <laughs> yeah. me of. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to see Roethlisberger make bad uh, plays. It's, it's, I said, it's oh, my, it was a Tannehill moment. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. a Tannehill moment. <laughs> yeah. He even threw it so, to a defensive lineman. Anybody yeah, that, can do it. That ball would have got, got picked off by both players there in the defense. It, yep. 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 And so. at least we still beat Oakland. Yep. I, I, hey, look, I honestly believe it's a process. I honestly believe this is a season nobody's going to be proud of at the end of it. But I, I, I think we got to suffer through the growing pains, and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, and, and that's I think that's a key, growing pains, because as we get older, we go through those pains, and that's what this team is doing. And it's going to, you know, hopefully it ho- helps to, to that they grow together. And the progression well, of take these a look players. at the young players. Yeah, all these young of, players have a all lot of, of those lot of 2016 draft picks played very well last yeah. week. I got to so, say that I'm I'm excited about Vince Taylor in the middle. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jerome Baker at linebacker. I think that's going to pan out well. And you know, Mike Gazeki is hopefully going to you know, get with the program. And tight end is a very hard position to learn. Not a lot of guys come right out of the college and, and light the league up at tight end. So, uh, you know, we've got some young players, Xavier Howard, and, man, there's, there's some pretty Howard's good talent. has been phenomenal. Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty good talent there. But we're so thin, and then all of the injuries, you, you just can't – you can't put your best – you know, your best foot forward when half of your toes are gone. So, uh, you know, I think we're doing very well. And hell, we 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 were winning that game for fifty minutes. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, Look, I, I don't want to. Go ahead. No, you you first. I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses for them because I'm not. I mean, look, they should have won that game. There, there's no way around it. They should have won that game, but in the end, they couldn't get it done. Uh, every team has a couple of those during the year, all of them. So that was one of ours. We had another one against Cincinnati. Uh, the rest of the games that we lost, we should have lost. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But uh, you got to take the whole thing into consideration. And, and the whole thing says that we're just not there yet. So your expectations have to be in accordance with the talent level on the team. And... Uh, you know, Vegas said we were a five-win team, and that's where we're at with uh, how many we got to go. Five? five left. So we'll see where we end up. Yeah, and I was just going to say, at some point later, we'll dive. We'll do a deep dive on quarterbacks and stuff on the podcast. But And we had a conversation on the page earlier this week about Tannehill and quarterbacks. And when we have a quarterback who is able to rise to the occasion – Games like this and that pissed off fire that we have after throwing a game away will be a thing of the past. 
I, I tend to think it's always going to happen because even good quarterbacks or great quarterbacks like Roethlisberger, who I think is a great quarterback, you know, he bombed last week. It happens. You've seen Aaron Rodgers throw a bad pick at the end of the game. I mean, that's part of the position. Oh, oh, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it won't ever happen. I'm just saying it's not always going to happen. Right. It won't happen with the frequency. <laughs> it's happening now. Yeah, that frequency <laughs> is called always. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the frustrating thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Uh, anything else? That's all I got. Thanks for joining us for this podcast, another fan friendly podcast, and uh, we look forward to bringing you another one next week. Yeah, it was good as as usual. I enjoy talking fin fans football with you guys, and uh, just remember everyone that uh, this if you hear us refer to the group or the page. Uh, we're we're on Miami Dolphins number one, and uh, we'd love to have you come join us. That's a Facebook page for those wondering. Yes, sir. All right, so we'll see everybody next week, next Tuesday, and uh, we'll recap the uh, Buffalo game and uh, look forward to the future. We'll recap that Buffalo, that Miami win versus Buffalo. That big well, if we're, if we're right, it will be. Yeah, Miami wins. Fins up. Uh, Fins up, guys. Fins up! <laughs>